0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
1: Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Super J-Cast. I'm Joel joined by Damon. I don't know what I'm doing the podcast in this smooth and silky voice. Uh, it is Friday the 17th of June. This is episode 214. Damon, how's it going? Excellent
0: day. I had a little uh, little problem with uh, scheduling. We were supposed to record yesterday, but I, I fell asleep. <laughs> My shoulder's been killing me again, as I was telling Joel. And um I was, I, my sleep patterns are all fucked up. I'm up. Remember when I was texting you? Like it was like two o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm surprised nobody said it. What the fuck are you doing up? Nobody cared. Um, anywho, I was dead tired, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna rest my rest my eyes, as they say. Two hours later, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> Joel, fucking nine texts. Where the hell are you, you asshole? I was. I did eat. not. I
1: would never. You- I felt bad (laughs) but I felt bad I felt bad
0: and then I texted him like I was like all apologetic and I didn't hear from him I'm like oh he's fucking pissed
1: off I I was driving I was driving to school Bangkok traffic has gone mental it took me an hour to get to work the other day yeah yeah god why is that what's going on I don't know it's just it's just inexplicably my my commute got much more hostile and the next day I left 10 minutes earlier. Why the fuck am I talking about my traffic and my drive to No one cares. I wanna know. I wanna know. I don't care about anybody else. I I wanna know. And then yesterday I left even earlier um and got to school about 20 minutes before the classes as opposed well, before Esther's allowed to go to class. So I had to let her run around in my classroom. She's grabbing all the student stuff and oh, absolutely running right in there. That was a good time. I, t- I cannot wow. wait for my summer holiday its It's been a long oh, one. I, I bet. I bet.
0: Where, where would you put this? Now, you know, I'm not even going to ask. I'm not going to get you in any trouble. I'm not going to get you in any trouble. But uh, yeah, and then the uh, little one hurt her lip, right? That's, yeah, she uh, fell
1: over on Sunday, smacked her bottom lip against some stone steps. She needed to go oof. and get nine stitches. Which Nine? Was, yeah. You said a couple. traumatic. Yeah, it was. Uh... She's she's a little trooper. She's okay.
0: But oh, do they novocaine her or do they just wrap it up? Uh,
1: injected her with some local anesthetic, but of course they had to wrap her in you know those sort of big velcro blankets to make sure she stays still. It doesn't yeah. And she screams so much she's strained her voice, and she's got a little husky voice now. She sounds like <laughs> honda
0: <laughs> I feel so
1: bad. Oh, what a fucking week you have,
0: man. That sucks oh wow well she's got her first battle
1: score she's got her first uh yeah it's part um, of growing up isn't it it's, it's not it like is. Oh, how did i let this happen i mean arthur's crawling now so quickly and esther is not And what i was hoping is that the age difference between them would be thus that by the time arthur started moving around esther would be old enough to keep herself out of danger that's not happened. <laughs> 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 but I managed to hit that sweet spot where they're both constantly trying to kill themselves. So oh. um, it's it's like the I don't know, are you familiar with the video game Lemmings? Where you have to start no. you know no, the lemmings are walking towards the edge of a cliff and you've got to put sort of obstacles and barriers in the way to save them. It's like that, but real life. <laughs> I've got two little lemmings running around and I'm just constantly chasing after them uh, trying to keep them safe that's my life man. oh my goodness how do
0: you I mean I was about to say how do you sleep at night but yeah you're probably fucking exhausted you're probably sleeping like a baby
1: no like, because wait. Arthur wakes up like every hour demanding milk oh. because he's a, really? he's a little greedy I could use a, a rude word to describe my son there but he's he's got an appetite on him I'll tell you that he does I mean he's a big boy he is. He's, he's built a- like he, he's built like Tomohiro Ishii. Like he's got he the exact really same body shape. He's like yeah. a little square. <laughs> he's a fucking big potato. Is what he's he not is. fat. He's not particularly. <laughs> no. chunky. he's just like really chunky and heavy. Thick. He, with the, with, yes. the, with two C's as the kids would say.
0: Oh my lord! You got it going on over there, man. I'm telling you, you you're living the fucking life. I don't care what anybody says. I say we just do two hours of this, because guess what? It ain't gonna get any <laughs> fucking better when I was talking about Forbidden
1: Door. Oh yeah, all okay, <laughs> right, let's get into it. Infinite toilet says, at Forbidden Door, do we get a big Kaz XL and Enzo shoot running? Maybe shoot on FTR and not tell the boys in the match what's up. Yeah, I mean, that's why why not do that for old time's sake? Uh FD says Oh, uh no, FD is forbidden door. Uh Frank says uh, here are three who I'm desperate to see at Forbidden Door Hiromu, Desperado and of course Mania. if all goes well, Hon Mania will run wild on Chicago, I think yep. we'll have a chance to see Hiromu and Despy, would be odd to leave them out of such a big show so um, you'll be happy, I'm sure we'll get both of those people, I mean obviously Despy turned up on uh, Dynamite yesterday, we will be seeing El Desperado, I am yep. certain Hiromu will be there as well I mean i put are we allowed to talk about the, the list of names that we've seen? Or, or yeah, I think we can that... at
0: this point because yes, yes, I think we can because we've had we've had multiple people tell us the same thing, and you know half of the people are already fucking showing up. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, we're, let's do it. Uh, the, yeah. You know, this is and this is fluid, by the way. I mean, this is from what we the latest the latest lineup that we got. Uh, so uh, we don't know matches. But we we have a, I, I would say, a very good idea of who's going. So, yeah, I mean, the
1: Basically usual suspects. Are, yeah, people I'm that have right. already sort of turned up on Dynamite at this point. So it, it's not exactly breaking news. But uh who we've got here? Osprey, Tanahashi, uh, Jeff Cole, Greto Khan, Rocky Romero, Desperado, Jay White, Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, El fantasmo Ishii, Yoshihashi, Goto, uh, Shingo, and Hiromu uh, should be Making an appearance, uh, Kanemaru and juice Robinson, which you know, I think that's a, a pretty solid lineup of talent to be appearing on this show, but notable by the absences of certain names, the not least being Katushka Okada. And we don't know if that's just an oversight because he was all over the promotional material and he's been heavily teased. You know, the, the wrestlers and Dynamite have been talking about him. So um, we are not giving you this list saying Okada's definitely out. However, Adam Cole did say last night, Okada's not coming. Some people have responded to that saying, oh, it's a heel. If the heel is saying that, that means he's definitely is going to be there. I don't know about that. I yeah. don't know that. At the moment, I am doubtful that Okada's being booked on this show. I think, you know, we're, what, 10 days out? If you have Okada for your show, you know, one of the biggest, if not the biggest New Japan star, I think you would have promoted that by now, personally. Correct. Um, no Naito as well. So anyone who's hoping to see him may be disappointed. H- how are we feeling about Okada? Are you leaning towards him being in or out? Out. No. I mean, according to
0: the, the the people that we speak to, pff, not to, we were told not to expect him. Um, Now, could that be a, a secret? Again, I highly doubt it because why would you do that that makes zero sense um secondly uh the way this 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 angle went last night i actually watched their show i watched dynamite um you know adam cole you know basically said okay he's not going to be there um and the way that adam page kind of started his promo it was kind of like eh, i'm a fucking dumbass i didn't really take into consideration that you know okada might lose and jay white you now would be a champion and blah blah blah. so i'm i want to challenge jay white and lo and behold jay white shows up um and uh, lays out uh adam page and and says that you're not at adam cole you're not getting a shot either So I got to be honest with you, this screams to me three-way, right? Doesn't it, doesn't it to you
1: scream three-way? I'm struggling to think of matches that could interest me less than one, a three-way and two, a three-way involving Adam Cole, baby. Yep. So again, I don't know, we don't know matches, but um... (sighs) I, I have heard actually, I've heard some whispers that, uh, there might be a different opponent lined up for Jay White who has not yeah? been discussed yet. Do I know I don't what? know if this person is the same person that I'm thinking of who would be a very big name that people would be really excited about who I thought was injured but may have made a recovery and plenty of built-in Bullet Club leadership storylines if you get Catch My Drift. Oh, uh, really? So... I, <laughs> To to be fair, right? This we were told from Jump Street that Forbidden Door was an AEW show with New Japan talent, right? This, this is this is Tony Khan show, where New Japan has said, "Yeah, you can use our guys." Is that fair to say? I yes. I don't think this is not you know like the the New Japan booking committee ghetto and the lads getting around the table with Tony Khan to hash out all these storylines. This is this is a show so far that. It's given me the impression that it's been booked by Tony Khan and he's allowed to use New Japan talent for it. So with that being said, um, he, I think, has built up enough uh, cachet and, and trust with the fan base where I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, I'm not going to completely shit on and Door and say, oh, this is irredeemable trash. I'll wait and see the matches when they're announced before I, I make a conclusive judgment on it. But so far, it does feel pretty messy and chaotic, doesn't it?
0: It sure does. I mean, when you got Jericho in the ring with with, with a beatdown going down, with seven hundred people in the ring, and he's trying to explain why all these people were in the ring and and who's going to be in what, match. that was that was chaos. Um, pardon the pun. Uh, can I? Can you? Can you text me? Because I I didn't I didn't hear this. Was this uh, somebody that you got an inside scoop? Is that what you're trying to tell me?
1: Oh, me, I wouldn't say it's an inside scoop more than whispers. Oh, I'll okay. text you the name. Uh, he's t- he's typing now. Okay. Yeah, I know that, but who <laughs> <you talk> <laughs> what are you asking for? Then who told me that? I want to know who told you that. Who told you that?
0: Oh, okay. That's a. I would say that's a pretty reliable person, right? Right. Would you, would you say that's a reliable person? Uh... Yeah, not as yeah. not as reliable as us, but pretty no,
1: reliable. Certainly not. Certainly not. Okay, that's that's. A, that, that, uh, by but, the way, anyone who who is in our discords and uh, prior to the announcement, of the lineups to the G One names, you're welcome. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: and also, I
0: will say this: that if if Joel tweets out something where he, f- boy, I got a. Str- if he starts off a tweet with "boy," I have a feeling that something. Trust me we were told, and we just were told not to tell, and we're trying to find a way to tell everyone. It's
1: not... It, it, what can we do? You know what I mean? What What are we going to do? So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Damon, how, how are we feeling about Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy? Oh, um, Alright, look.
0: I I know for a fact that the man behind the Orange Cassidy character can go. Like I feel like he can, he can go. He can have a, a a very good match. The problem is, is that the character's limitations on what he does in the ring. And again, people might bring up, well, he had a great match with Pac and Kenny Omega, and I know, and, and Jericho match. Okay. I would think, this is just me, if I'm going down that roster of guys who I would put in the ring with Will Ospreay, who arguably, and again, whether I say arguably, one of the better pro wrestlers today, I don't think Orange Cassidy would be in my top twenty.
1: No, that's exactly what I said. Like he would, he'd be near the bottom of my list of dream match opponents in AEW for Will Osprey. And yeah, I'm sure the match will be really fun. I'm sure it will be good. Uh, I don't watch Orange Cassidy that much. I've been told that he can go, so I'm sure when I watch this, I'll have a good time. But this is what I mean. We strayed away from dream match territory, and we're getting into kind. Of, it feels more like a ROH War of the World show than. Oh my god! You nailed it. Match. Yes. Yep, you fucking nailed it.
0: You nailed it. Now, if what is being whispered about comes to pass, um boy, they're waiting they're waiting for they're taking their sweet fucking time with that, aren't they? Number one. Number two, we still have the possibility, and I'm sure that they're waiting to make sure because they don't want to say that they're doing it and then have to cancel that due to injury. But we still have the opportunity of, of Brian and Zach,
1: right? That's still
0: on the table, right?
1: Yes. If Brian is healthy, do you think that's a singles match or do you think it's some sort of tag match? Here's the problem. The list of names that we have, like,
0: there's going to have to be a fuck ton of tag matches, right? It just has to be. So, I mean, you would think we're talking factions together. So, you would think horomo and Shingo are a tag team. Um, I mean, ELP, where
1: where where is ELP f- fitting into all? Well, if Juice this? is there as well, maybe Juice and ELP could be teaming up. True. Okay, there you go. That's I forgot about Juice. And then in terms um, of suzuki we've got we've got Zach, we've got Lance Archer, we've got Despy, we've got. Suzuki, forgive me, I don't know how many of those guys have already been announced in matches, but there's enough Suzuki guys there for me to be sweating and thinking, are they actually going to deliver this singles match? But it all all comes down to the politics, isn't it? And I just feel that these two companies are a long way away from being comfortable to put on a real dream match where you don't know who's going to win. Now, Punk versus Tanahashi, I think was a dream match, but a safe dream match in as much as, you know, Tanahashi's Teflon. He will put anyone over and he can lose to Punk, no problems. And that was a big enough dream match that I think you put that at the top of the card, there's enough goodwill that they could fill out the rest with stuff like Osprey versus Orange Cassidy and people are not going to mind too much. But now that we've got Tanahashi versus Moxley, which, let's be honest, that was a New Japan mid-card match. That was for their mid-card title for the US title and now that's become the main event of this quote-unquote super show. So I think we we are, as I said, a long way away from getting pure dream matches. We're now getting into safe matches. So, Zach versus Danielson, I think that is relatively safe. Zach can take the loss there. I don't think anyone from New Japan is going to be like, oh, there's no way Zach can eat a pin going into the G1. He can lose to Danielson absolutely fine. So, I think that is one that they could and should put on the door. I think so too.
0: I, I mean, again, we, I can only say what is concrete at this point. Um, and the lineup right now that has been announced, I I, I'm, I'm lukewarm to right now. Again, we have a week to go a little bit more than a week to go. Um, they, they have to do shit (laughs) quickly. Um, could they do shit? Yes. It's not like they have to worry about walk-up sales, right? It's not like the building is sold. Uh, like it's a packed house if if anybody is is you know if if we're trying to to lay up lay a fuse here under people's interest it's all about pay per view at this point um like i said right now i'm kind of lukewarm to this show mo Ma- i'm sorry mox tanahashi does nothing for me it really doesn't do anything for me. I just yeah, think that that's, that's not a sexy main event at all. It's not. Like, but but here's the thing: I like both of them. Obviously, I I love Tanahashi, um, but I just think that the style is is I I don't I don't I mean they're professionals and they're they're you know one of them is arguably the greatest pro wrestler of all time. So could 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 if I if I trust anybody, I got to put my trust in that. I just don't I see the the mix not being a good mix. I I just don't. But again, we're speculating. I I, I feel like if I speculate though, I I I've been disappointed <laughs> so far. And again, they had a dream match on the on the on the books that they had to tell, to scrap. That's that's fair. We got to give them credit for it. Other than that, Right now, you're right. This feels like War of the Worlds. It really does. It feels like we need to put on silly tag matches to squeeze people in on the show. Let me ask you. Let me just say this. I'm just going to say it right now. It is preposterous t- to me. I understand that he might have be having a child uh, soon. I understand. The fact that Okada is is, as of right now, not on this fucking show is... Insane to me. The fact that Naito is nowhere to be found on this show is insanity. They've had how long to fucking sort this all out. It it feels like New Japan got a phone call and said, hey, we got a show in in two weeks. And they were completely blindsided by it. And they're just fucking shoveling shit in. As quickly right. as they possibly can.
1: Yeah, I mean, you get that impression from the the hasty way that the Tanahashi Goto match was announced and this sort of impromptu tournament that they've announced for the Road 2 shows for this All-Atlantic Championship. It does not feel like these are two companies that are on the same page and well-organized and well-booked. I've got this little headcanon where they've said to oh, do you want to be on the show, Tetsuya? And then he sits down, watches an episode of Dynamite, and then goes, adios, and walks out of the <laughs> Yeah. And, and
0: and speaking of adios, we can't use a lot of other talent because of dumb yes. political bullshit.
1: Yeah, I had a question is... about this. Multiverse A says, with the recent news of Andrade not being able to work, well, it says not being able to work for Door. I don't know if that's confirmed or if he just can't work New Japan, uh, along with Penta, Phoenix, and Ryu Lee. Uh, apparently, he says he can't do New Japan because of politics. Do the benefits of the CMLL partnership outweigh the negatives?
0: Okay, I guess I'll ask. What's what's the positive? <laughs> like, what's the benefit that we can? Fantastic Mania. <laughs>
1: okay. uh, you
0: know what I mean? Like, what's what's the benefit
1: again? Remind me. The fact right. that we who can are send the big to... stars that we can use from CMLL that are outweighing the likes of Andrade and Penta and Phoenix and really because I'm not seeing any. Neither am I. Sorry. Uh you know it just
0: it's just not there. And again, I understand the fact that we have this relationship where we can you know put talent down there for uh, you know excursions and all that. Wonderful. I don't know. Like to me a dumb fucking pro wrestling nonsense partnership in this day and age where Everyone is struggling to make a buck. We're do, we're doing this still. Like we're, we're still here in this archaic fucking mindset. It is crazy. So that's where I'm at with this show. It's it's on paper as we sit here right now until anything else is announced. I'm lukewarm to it. Are there possibilities that it could it could, it could get better? Yes yes there are um but until they're in stone I, I how could i you know how could we get excited
1: here is something you could be excited for uh pro wrestling v1 says is there a pre-forbidden door j-cast gathering plans is joel making it hey. to chicago or is it just damon well i will definitely not be there much like because he's got no definitely not go but damon you are interested in doing a meetup talk I'm to thinking, us i'm thinking about not more than thinking about it um
0: I'm kind of like, all right, you know, it's been a long time, um, been a long time since we rock and roll, kids. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna throw it out there. Now, keep in mind, uh, I'm not calling a fucking place and reserving 400 tables and doing all that nonsense. That that fucking won't happen. Um, but I will say this: before Forbidden Door at the United Center, I will be at a a lovely. They beer and, and, and brats and bacon is their uh, so It's called um, Kaiser Tiger. Kaiser Tiger. And it's you could walk to the United Center, eh, maybe a little bit long of a walk. I don't recommend it. But they have a shuttle that apparently takes to and fro. So it's like a beer garden with these unbelievable fucking sausages and bacon and all this shit. So that's where I'm going to be before forbidden door when i'm in my luxury suite my voices of wrestling voices of wrestling luxury suite that uh i will be in we are uh we will be living high on the hog if you will with an open barge i sold i gotta send you this fucking menu it is fantastic top shelf liquor uh i will be uh so even if the show sucks uh trust me i'll get my money's worth <laughs> you know me Um, so anyway, um, uh, look it up, Google it. It's called Kaiser tiger. It's a beer garden. It's walkable to the United center. There's a shuttle that goes there. I'll be there before the show, uh, probably like two or three hours before the show. Just, you know, you'll, you'll know it's me. I'll be the only fucking asshole with the Toronto Maple Leafs hat on probably. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's plan on that. If you feel like going hit Joel up, that'd be a great idea. Hit Joel up with a little DM action. If you could, um, and then I'll post it in our Discord spot.
1: as well. Our yes, channel. or Discord.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good idea too. So again, the name of the joint, I'm not calling them. I'm not re- doing all this nonsense, but that's just where I'll be. If you want to meet up, I would love to see it. Kaiser Tiger, look it up. That's where I'll be before um, Forbidden Door.
1: Yeah, I've looked it up now, and on the side of the building, painted in huge letters, it says sausage, bacon, and beer. Three of the best mm-hmm. things. So definitely going to have a good time there
0: should be nice. I mean it looked look like a fucking great place. And like I said, get a couple get a couple in you, hop over to the show and uh yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have some good times. We'll have a delicious we'll, thing. We're definitely going to have some fucking good times. Good times are going to happen whether we you know, we have we got a force to hand or not. So, um yeah, let's do that. Let's do Kaiser Tiger and and uh, smiles all around.
1: All right, let's talk about Dominion 612 in Osaka Joe oh. Hall, which took place last Sunday. Overall thoughts on the show, Damon? It was was lots of fairly short matches. A lot of them just sort of washed over me. I thought it was a solid show, pretty entertaining with a great main event. How are you feeling about it? Pretty much the same. And I'll go
0: one step further for you. I thought this was Jay White's crowning achievement. To me, he was spectacular spectacular in this match. Now I'm going to, I'm going to put a little asterisk there in the sense of you're not, this is a Jay white match, right? So, you know, you kind of have an idea of what's happening, not in so much interference, but working, healing it up. Um, just being an an insufferable asshole (laughs) during this match. Uh, and I thought he, you know what? The thought occurred to me. Jay White is better, and I am gonna, and I don't care who the fuck. I, I think Jay White is a better all-around heel than MJF.
1: Would you agree with that? Yeah, Jay White's the total package. I, I really yep. like MJF. He's got a lot of things going for him. I think he's improved tremendously in the ring. A lot of people kind of hand wave his wrestling, but I think he's got a lot better. I think he's a good wrestler but Jay White is a great wrestler yeah. and he ticks all the boxes for everything you need, not just for a great heel, but just for a great pro wrestler all round. He, I'm sure he's more than capable of being a tremendous baby face as well. Maybe we'll even get there. But uh, and one of the big debates coming out of this was the promo. Who had the better heel promo this year, Jay White or MGF? Which, again, I'm leaning more towards Jay White on this one, but... It's a great conversation to have, both tremendous talents. But yeah, Jay White. I mean, Liam asks, do people who doubt Jay White's ability to be a megastar have literal brainworms? I mean, he was talking about this on the Discord and, and the booking of Jay White. And us and other people were thinking, oh, you know, he missed the G1 last year. He's been stagnating in the US. His He was. His, his power's dropped. You know, he's not the huge star that he was at the end of Wrestle Kingdom following that match with Ibushi. Can he get back to where he was? And you see, his first match back, he immediately beats the top star in the company for the top title, clean as a whistle. I mean, there was a bit of bullshit during the match, but when it came down to that closing stretch, he won it clean. Mm-hmm. That tells you everything you need to know about where this company, CJ White, he is—he is their guy for the future. And you know, comparing the booking with him with future uh, previous Bullet Club leaders, they had he is sort of on that level with. Devitt and you do you feel that AJ Styles and Kenny Omega were sort of stop gaps and fantastic stop don't get me wrong like all-time great wrestlers but in terms of guys that are New Japan products you know built in their dojo the guys that they feel long-term they're going to give the ball to and run with are going to build the future of the company around it feels like Jay White is absolutely on that level yeah yeah I mean, just the fact
0: that the homegrownness of it is um uh, makes it a little bit more special. Um and again, I think AJ Styles was unbelievable in, in in his role in Bullet Club. And and Kenny Omega too. Kenny Omega too. Um but I think what we have right here with Jay is young, um, incredibly talented. Um incredibly smart um just he's not a a guy who's going to rush through things like you never have to worry about him just rushing and and working too fast and 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 like we talk a lot about like how tanahashi makes everything count like if there is a heel that makes everything
1: count it's jay white and, and that's gonna be I, good for his career longevity as well, isn't it? Because he's not doing balls to the wall, you know, Osprey style matches where you think, gosh, how long can this last in terms of his career? He is working a style where, you know, he could should be able to go another ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years. It's it's not you know, I'm I'm looking at him thinking that he could be sticking around for a very, very long time in this company.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, my biggest fear at, at this point is, you know, somebody just rolling up the brink struck for him. (laughs) You know, like my biggest fear is that he's so good that, uh, you know, everybody's got to know. And I'm hoping new Japan has some pretty deep fucking pockets because you, you, that's one guy you don't want to lose again, because he's young and he's just incredibly talented now. Like imagine him in five years, (laughs) imagine him in, in eight years. Like I like it's kinda unbelievable. And I will say this too, Joel. You are right. For a a good stretch, a year, this guy was, you know, off everyone's radar. It it you know, we, we joked about it, you know him getting on a fucking plane. And where is he? And, and and why would he come? Because he's living the great life with his with his wife and on the farm and all that shit. I mean, Lordy lo. In a month, less than a month, this motherfucker, boom, right, right, right back. And here's another thing too. Like we, we can bitch him moan about new Japan's booking a lot. Not when it comes to the heavyweight title for the most part. I mean, you know, evil aside and all that shit. Um, like, like he feels like a fucking, not just a star, but like a megastar. He really does, and and for the people who don't get it, I, uh, boy, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what else you would would need aside from the match that happened, you know, last week. That that match to me was was a masterclass in 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 being a bad guy. So good, I I was so impressed.
1: Um, he's he's the king him. of the story match, isn't he? I mean, you this one and that Ibushi match at Wrestle Kingdom, where that Ibushi match is telling the story of him just basically crumbling before our eyes, falling apart, unable to break down Ibushi and just, you know, looking again. What do I do? What do I do? And then that amazing post-match promo where he's like, this is Jamie speaking. Help me. Showing that vulnerability. But here, the story of the match being he, he built the whole match around the clap crowd. And being angry with Okada, blaming him. Look what you did. This is your fault. How could you do this? And it's like the story being he went into that match trying to fix that problem. So he was, the whole match, trying to get the crowd to cheer for Okada. Come on, cheer for him. Clap for him. And then towards the end of the match, he's like, fuck it. If you're not going to cheer for Okada, then I'm going to make you cheer for me. And he he got people cheering. I mean, that post-match promo, just absolutely brilliant stuff. First of all, the bit in the ring where he is goading this Osaka crowd into shouting out and whooping and cheering. And I don't know if that was ad-libbed or not, but I thought that was a tremendous moment. It really you know, felt quite special. And then the backstage promo afterwards, where he's just basically took a torch to AEW and just effed their roster and built up about 10 different feuds in the space of three minutes. Just brilliant, brilliant stuff. The man's a genius. He's, he's incredibly talented. And, and,
0: and you're right now. And like, I mean, we know that the clap crowds are coming to an end soon, but like, how do you, how do you turn back now <laughs> right? after Jay White? Just, and, 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 and keep in mind, this is Osaka. And I think it was Kevin Kelly who said, you know, they're going to do what the fuck they want to do right? <laughs> for a long, you know, don't tell them what to do. Cause they'll do the opposite. Um, he had them. He had, he had, he had them in the palm of his fucking hand. Um, yeah. I mean, again, this is not going to be a match that necessarily would be, you know, I don't know. Like, like he's so unlike every other New Japan pro wrestler in that spot. Like, it, he's just so different. and Like, he... F- he feels like an absolute breath of fresh air. Pardon the pun. You know you're going to get an athletic, spectacular match with your Tanahashi's, your Okadas, even your Naitos, your Abushi's, all that. And then there's Jay White, who again, athletic, yes, of course, and and a great pro wrestling match. But just the the fucking small shit that he's able to do, um and not really you know he's not going to will osprey you to death i don't know i was i was i was totally impressed like i like i have i've i have I, it has it, been building for a long time um and then it cooled off it definitely cooled off not going to lie but in a in a month in a month's time i have a newfound respect for jay white absolutely
1: Adam says, did you notice that Carl and Gallows were doing the elite hand gesture while posing with Jay? What do you think this means? I mean, I'm, I wouldn't read I too much into that, I think. We're obviously heading heading towards some sort of JY Adam Cole, few things down the line, but uh, I assume that's the direction it's going. But yeah, fantastic main event. I'm very happy with that. The semi-main event, let's work backwards through the card. That was Will Osprey defeating Sanada in 12 minutes, 50 seconds for the vacant IWGP United States heavyweight title, which was not there. <laughs> I loved Osprey going, where's the belt? You don't have the belt. This fucking company. That was good comedy, but with nice tight 12 minutes, I thought this was a really good match. And I came away with this one thinking that I think Sonata has noticeably improved over the last 6 mm. to 12 months. He previously, when going into very technical or high-paced sequences towards the end of matches, fell apart. And things would get sloppy and he'd blow spots and you think, oh, oh, no, what's happening? But he stopped doing that. And I think he's having, quietly, he's having a really good year. I'm thinking about the Tanahashi match earlier in the year. That was tremendous. This match I thought was really good. Now, I'm not saying that, OK, he's going to be the, the top star in the company and let's belt him up and go with that. But I have a newfound appreciation for the in-ring work of one, say it's another. So what did you think of the match?
0: Um, I thought it was good and I thought Sonata was good, but I did leave that match thinking, man, Will Ospreay is really good to pull the best out of Sonata. And you mentioned two guys, you know, Tanahashi and, 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 and Osprey. I mean, I would hope that you would have a very good match with those guys, right? show me that shit against evil. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? Show me that shit against, you know, whomever. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, So, yeah. Sananda is not the guy who's going to drag an inferior wrestler to a great match. He's not that guy. He's never going to be that guy. But prior to this point, he was not a guy who would consistently rise to the level of his opponents. It would happen sometimes. Like, he was capable of having fantastic matches, but there was also an equal chance. You know, you could flip a coin whether you were going to get good Sonata or sloppy Sonata. But I think now he is more consistently managing to match the level of his opponents.
0: Okay, uh, two for two. I'll I'll give you that. Um, consistency is is the key, and and I I'm tipping my cap to him for these two performances. Okay. Let's see what else we got. Right. Let's see. Let's see if we can continue this streak. Is all I'll say.
1: Next, we have the eighth match, which was the Never Open Weight Championship match, where Carl Anderson with Doc Dallas defeated Tamatonga in 60 minutes and 28 seconds. So, there's yeah, so a lot to unpack here. So, this was Carl Anderson's first match, his first singles match back in New Japan. I thought it was good. I was impressed. Uh, obviously, he was not dogging it, and he did reference that in the backstage promo, which was very, very funny, and made uh, Luke Gallows laugh, so that's definitely worth checking out. But I thought it was a, a very good match. Maybe went a little bit too long, kind of lost me a bit in the middle, but overall, I would say that it delivered. I was very surprised, actually, that Carl Anderson won, because you kind of expect the never-overweight champion to be in the G1 climax, so that... Definitely raise my eyebrow. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of storyline stuff going into this. Anger says, Have there been any other student versus teacher matches between Westerners like Tamar versus Carl? Happens with Japanese guys a lot, but it's not a trope I see often in the West. Very good match, I thought. And um, Bash says, Where do you think we see a never title rematch at Forbidden Door or in an impact mm-hmm. series uh, since Tamar is in the G1 and Carl is not in it? There's definitely an interesting switch of the belt. So, what did you think of the match and the outcome of the match? It's surprising. I, I I will say that I um, I mean
0: I don't know why they what like why would you do that? <laughs> like I don't understand why why like that's What, what after the
1: match? I guess that, that's that was the biggest why. Why would I, I guess that? they want to make Carl Anderson look like a guy? If you bring him back his first match and he's losing to Tamatonga, then you can sort oh, okay. Well, this guy's a Not even a mid-carder, like below that. So I understand why they wanted to give Carl Anderson the win. Okay. Uh, Now, I'm not going to say they're in the same stratosphere
0: or even in the same fucking boat. But it's okay to fucking, for Doc Gallows to, you know, to look like a fucking boob. And Carl Anderson has to get a win to look
1: strong. Yeah, at I the mean, they're very different levels of talent, aren't they? They are,
0: they are. But okay, but but and and again, at the at the expense of Tamatanga, who could have definitely used that fucking win. Could have definitely, you know, benefited from from mm-hmm. you know a, a successful title defense. I don't know. I was just kind of left scratch scratching my head. Like, okay, like the never title on. Impact, is that important to you guys? And here's the thing. I mean, as of right now, are they on Forbidden Door? No. Right? Are they scheduled to be on a Forbidden Door? No. What's the point?
1: Yeah. I would have had time to keep the belt. I think him going into the G1 Climax as the Never Champion would have been good for him. Uh, Would have liked to see some successful title defenses. So yeah, I left me scratching my head. But did you enjoy the match? Did you did it live up to your expectations? Did you come away from this thinking, okay, Carl Anderson's good actually. Carl Anderson is good, and
0: and that that post match interview was exactly exactly what we we say, you know, when it's time to get the tap on the shoulder, he he can fucking go, no doubt. I, again, I just was just left scratching my head. Of the I thought the match was fine. I don't think it was anything great. I don't think it was anything any, anybody needs to go out of their way to watch. Yes. I, but I was just mesmerized and perplexed by the idea of, why would you give him the title? It just makes no sense to me. The Phoenix Here's is – I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. He, the, the, the one thing that, that – that the only thing I can say is maybe, maybe, maybe with Tom being in G1, I mean, he's going to have to lose more than he wins, don't you think? And if he's got the Never title,
1: he can't do that, right? Yeah. I'm just trying to remember who was the Never. It was Jay White, who was the Never champion going into last year. So he wasn't in it either. So that's fucked up my theory. All right. All right. Well, uh, Phoenix says the Never brand has been defunct for years. Do you think the open open weight belt should be converted to have IWGP branding? No, I think it would be... A tragedy if we lost out on the new blood evolution valiantly eternal radical name value, <laughs> which has a, a near and dear place in my heart. So I say keep it as the never Overweight championship, just for that wonderful a- acronym alone. Um, okay, the seventh match on the show was the KOPW 2022 championship match with Shingo Takagi defeating Tai Chi in 10 minutes with an 11 to 10 score in a pinfall scramble match. This was I felt really, really good. This is a subversion of the usual match structure. Like they got their the big striking exchange out of the way early. They were sort of trying to soften each other up. And just the drama at the end with Tai Chi desperately going for multiple pinfalls and Hail Mary pinfalls, Shingo kicking out at zero, like right as the buzzer went down. And again, dare I say it, KOPW is good now. If they continue to come up with creative stipulations like this, where they Coming up with interesting situations, creating drama from unusual and underutilized aspects of pro wrestling. This is more. Well, this is not what I expect from KFW, Actually, I was expecting like ladder matches, table matches, you know, sort of the WWE style uh, gimmick matches. But this has gone in a very new and interesting direction, and I hope they can keep it up. Yeah, it's I'm I'm I'm
0: amazed at the way this match was constructed in in the sense of. They had the, you know, I guess what Tai Chi was down by what four or five with like a minute to go, and he hits, uh, you know, a, a maneuver, and now he's got to go, uh, you know, hit something else to to make up the one that he that he or two that he was behind or whatever it was. But I'm just, I find it amazing how they're like the guys working the match, Shingo and, and Tai Chi, and even I don't even know who was roughing the match, but I'm sure he had some some, you know work in that as well just how they were able to magically tie it all together like think about the complexity of that like okay so we're gonna work this match and i'm gonna stretch out a lead but then you need to come back but you can only come back to to two points and we and in the final minute we have to have a you know an epic struggle of you trying to make up these you know what i mean like this is not just okay hit the finish one two three and we'll get the fuck out and get beers like like they actually like the <laughs> the structure of the match, which I find incredibly entertaining, um, is weird, right? Like like the the people working the match, that's that's to be able to do that and make it fit and not try and and shoehorn it in. I thought they really did an amazing job. I and mean, you know they did it before, but like just the, the fact that
1: they're able to do that, it fucking mesmerizes me. I love it. Yeah, uh, just it's the sort of thing that you would do if you were in that situation. If you were like, fuck, I'm down, you know, three pinfalls, you would just be, I guess, desperately go over pinfall after pinfall after pinfall. and That's what happened, but it just gradually became less and less effective. So it had a real uh, element of uh, sort of realism to it, which I appreciated. Okay, then the sixth match was the... No, is this the sixth match? I can't remember. The AW Interim Championship Elimination Match where Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Hiroki Goto 12 minutes, 40 seconds while high fi flow. So Tanahashi advances to face john moxley at forbidden door dream is dead i'm heartbroken it, it was bullshit Got, goto definitely had a three count halfway through that match um it was fine this was like a tv match yep yep um
0: which which to me is a little bit sad um but yeah i mean a tv match is a great description like i'm Again, imagine if Tanahashi and Goto wrestled a TV match. That's exactly what this was. Perfect, perfect analogy. Uh, good,
1: nothing great. All right. Then it was the IWGP tag team title match with United Empire, Great Okan and Jeff Cobb, or Khan on the cop, to give them their correct name, uh, defeating Bullet Club, Bad Luck, Farley, and Chase Owens in 10 minutes, 56 seconds via Tour of the Islands. So Cobb and Okan are the new IWGP tag team champions. rightful champions. Yes. Bit of rightful a nothing champion. match. It was fine, it was short. It was interesting that they built it around Great Oak can't get in the hot tag because you would normally expect Jeff Cobb to be in that spot. I'm glad Connor Cobb got the titles back. Uh, I hope they enjoyed the pathetic running from Rocky Romero at the end. So I'm assuming Ronki Vice are going to be involved in something with them and FTR at Forbidden Door, but yeah, it's just a, a nothing match really.
0: Yeah, it was uh it, it here's what it was. It was a vehicle to for them to get the titles back and and I think we're all happy with that um do you ever think like why why did we even do that like what would have been the harm of them just beating chase and Fala <laughs> instead of having to go through all this like like we just wound up at the same fucking spot just we all, all we did was kill time. It feels like. All we My did only was theory time. was that, that if they this wanted was to...
1: to plan all along. I don't understand what's the point of of this. Maybe they wanted to make Chase and Farley look strong because they were going to put them both in the G1. Is that a good enough reason for them to G1 <laughs> win the tag titles?
0: All right, maybe. Uh, Alright, Let's talk I... about the G1
1: lineups then. Uh, yeah. So we got the announcements I in guess. the middle of the show. I
0: mean,
1: all right. I think we're slightly out of sync. Should we just power through
0: it? Well, we are now. Yeah, I think... Uh, I mean, I just... You,
1: you keep dropping in and out. But yeah, I, I got you now. Okay. So, oh, we've got our G1 Climax announcements. We have 28 people. We have four blocks of seven. We're going back to the old year 2000 format where we're going to have semifinals and then the final night we'll have the finals with that wonderful music track from the VTR. One of my favorite New Japan songs, that theme. And I suppose... What I want to talk about is uh, the people who got the biggest pops now, Lance Archer got a huge reaction. Like the, the Japanese fans were thrilled to hear him coming back. So whilst people who are sort of the more casual Western fans might be disappointed that there wasn't other AEW talent, it's a no-brainer to put Lance Archer in because this is a lineup that is geared towards their home base. I think if you're looking for a G1 lineup that trying to sell as many tickets as possible to Japanese fans, this is it. You could tell from the, the reception that Lance Archer got. Uh, ELP got a huge pop as well. People were really excited to see him in the lineup. Filthy Tom Lawler. There was a good reaction to that. Uh, also, return of Jay White and Kenta. People were really excited. Like maybe they didn't expect guys like Osprey and Jay White to be back this year. And, and Kenta been healthy enough to work it. They were obviously very excited about that. And, and even Finley got a good pop there. So I think it's a, a strong lineup. Maybe not the sexiest for the casual Western fan, but. One where I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to the G1, it's for New Japan more about using the talent that they already have on their books rather than the fun cross promotional stuff that you get in Best of the Super Juniors. Because in Best of the Super Juniors, you know, they don't have enough of their own full time uh, native talent to run two blocks of ten, so they do have to reach out to outside companies, and you get a more of an international flavor. But G1 is not about that. G1 is about look, we've got these guys, we're going to use them, and you know, bringing in some names that might get some uh, boosted ticket sales in Japan. Uh, how are you feeling about the lineups? Well, look, I think everybody kind of
0: got got a little frothy at the idea of um, outside people coming in for G1. And... <laughs> You know, if you look at it, and I think a, a, an, another problem is that you had a lot of these AEW guys talking about, oh, I would love to be in G1. If Tony sent me over there, I, it, it would be great, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the reality of it, though, is you're right. It, it This is uh, about the talent that's here. Keep in mind, this, this is this is a month-long tournament this is major guys in AEW cannot afford from a storyline perspective, from a, from a uh, promotional perspective, from whatever, you know, and the honest to God truth. I mean, injuries have played a part in it, I'm sure. But, you know, the fact that they're going to be away from their families for a, a, you know, a good solid month, you know, when, when it really comes down to it, that's, that's a big deal. Now, uh, I also think that look at the names that they did bring in. There, there, there is familiarity with New Japan already. I mean, Lance Archer, uh, Tom Lawler. You know, these are people that are, you know, they're, they're the company guys, <laughs> right? Um, Archer aside, you know, he's an AEW guy, but let's be honest here. You know, he's probably more famous for, for his New Japan stuff. Um, I like the fact Hanari's in it. I think that's a well-deserved one. Um, I would have loved to have seen more surprises. I think everybody would. But again, the reality of it is, is that they're not going to call all Japan. They're not going to call Noah. They're not going to call all these people. And and speaking of which, speaking of Noah, gee, correct me if I'm wrong, Joel. Didn't we have an announcer from Noah uh, make a comment to you about wait until G1 lineups, or I'm going to
1: screenshot. You remember that one? Do you remember that one, Joe? Um, That man says a lot of things. I (laughs) did not really pay too much attention.
0: I'm just saying. Well, listen, we got the receipts. We got the fucking receipts. Noah from Noah. And, and I'll go so far as to say uh, that even Kojima's not even in G1. <laughs> so
1: what do you think of that title? No, yeah, it's a, it's a GHC heavyweight champion.
0: <laughs> right. right who, n-
1: not even good enough to make the cut for the grade one climax. Apparently good enough to exactly. be the top guy in the yeah. There you go. There you go. And uh,
0: direct all direct messages to... <laughs> uh,
1: we're just kidding, kids. We're just having a little fun, a little laugh, a little laugh.
0: All right. Uh, anything else on the show that we need to uh, discuss?
1: I want to talk more about this G1. So uh, I think just a few interesting oh. takeaways here. We have fewer matches this time. So there'll be 87 matches instead of 91. And of course, each of the wrestlers will be wrestling six matches instead of nine. So I think that's a bonus. It's going to be less sort of physically taxing on them. And there also, the, there's a good report on this on the Voice of Wrestling Patreon they're talking about things like spreading out the talent to protect money matches um, we can have some Bullet Club versus Bullet Club stuff. I think there's six Bullet Club guys by my count, so there's going to be lots of shenanigans in that match. Uh, talking about El Phantasmo's rise, I mean, how about that ELP getting in the G1? I think that's a great move, and one of the low-key mm-hmm. success stories of this year has been the elevation of El Fantasmo. so I, I think well-deserved. I'm excited to see what he can do in the G1 Climax. Uh, of course, uh, I think it says here Tangaloa would have been in it. So yeah, he obviously has got shoulder injury, so he can't be. So maybe a few things were changed around at the last minute because he was not able to make it. Uh, Jay Reesy Min says, is it good use of my man Lance Archer for the G1 this year? Uh, Morning Pro says, do you think some fans are being unreasonable being let down by Archer being the AW representative in the G1? It's not like New Japan can unilaterally pick anyone they want from AW. At least it's someone who totally makes sense being in the G1 and is popular with the Japan crowd. And the J." Stands for Jess says, "Will we see New Japan become the hottest and best promotion again if Lance Archer beats everybody in the G1 and wins the title with these in two minutes?" So, yeah, I mean, to me, the Lance Archer thing is a no-brainer as I've talked about. And look, let's be real: if Tony Khan had a and said to New Japan, "Yeah, you can use Danielson and Moxley and Hangman," you think New Japan are saying, "Oh, no, thank you, we've got our own guys." If they those guys were on the table, they would be in the G1. So, I think this is just the case of something that's mutually beneficial. Lance Archer's not doing anything. He's a great addition for the domestic fans, and if there were a bigger talent available, I'm sure New Japan would have taken them. Right?
0: I I, I can't see why they wouldn't. Right? Um, they would they would be they would be silly not to. So yeah, I mean, again, the idea of, of our fantasy booking, um, you know, it's a wonderful thing, but it's it's fun to dream. Eventually you would think some of these matches will occur. I guess we have to be a little bit patient now.
1: We've had some whispers as well. We don't have blocks yet, but that there might be a big boy block. They might put all the big lads together in one block. So Ooh. if that happens, that's a, another scoop for the Super J cast. Uh, I, I think that would be pretty cool. You know, put all the guys like Farley and Archer and Jeff Cobb and Jonah all in the same block. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know how they're going to organize it if it's going to be, every night has an A block, B block, C block, and D block match, or it's just going to be all A block on a given night. Uh, so that's going to be something to be interesting to look at when the, the blocks come out. Uh, Cashew is licensed. says, do you think the four bracket G1 will be only for this year? Would you like to see it continue this way after 2022? Also, why do you think New Japan did it this way as opposed to the classic two block format? I just think they had a lot of guys that they wanted to use. And, and all the, the advantages that I've listed out, being able to protect those money matches and have fewer matches, it's less a physical strain on their talent and you know as you'll be seeing injuries piling up across wrestling that can only be a good thing uh do i think they're going to keep it well we'll see how it goes this year i personally i like to have it as the 20 like you can say these are the the 20 best guys in the company and it's got that prestige it does feel a little bit watered down when you know with, with the greatest respect having people like you draw and funny you don't really need them in there per se so I was happy enough with the 20, but I understand the reasons why they've expanded it. Um, the Karina Crow says, if there was to be a G1 winner who has yet to ever win it in this set, who would be your preferred pick to put it off? Um, Violet Skipping says blocks to be confirmed, but who could you see being in the mix in the blocks in the semis and in the final?" So I suppose the interesting thing here is we could have some fresher names winning their block and uh, elevating some people. So is there anyone from that list that you think would be fun as a uh, either a first time block winner or maybe winning the tournament outright uh, i would be looking at great okan i would uh, love to see him win a block.
0: i think okan would be great i think osprey would be great um i'm trying to think of people like that have not won um shingo they did Shingo mm-hmm. win? shingo didn't win no um, yeah, he could think. be a good block winner um uh, I mean those are names that are that, that would be nice to see. I think of those names, I think Osprey's probably the the best the the most likely to have happened um and also to kind of double back on on uh will will this stay the same keep in mind this they've done this for just about everything possibly they could do with the fifty year celebration right so everything's bigger and better um so I don't know if they'll do the same um it's kind of hard to go back in time, but, you know, it's pro wrestling. If they if if they if they, if they feel it's necessary, they will. But I think the 50th um, might have something to do with that as well.
1: Another interesting tidbit here from the uh, Patreon report from Voices of Wrestling. On their $10 tier, you're going to throw them some money. Uh, Ishii was one of the last men in. So that's a bit of a surprise. One day, and it's probably going to come sooner rather than later, Ishii will not be included in the G1, and people are going to lose their shit. And I think it will be a sad day. But let's not forget, this is a guy who's 46, nearly 47. Uh, so, yeah, time catches up with all of us in the end. Um, all right. So the fourth match on the show was the Never Openweight Six Men Tag Team Championship with House of Torture, Evil Show, and Inutro, defeated Kanemaru, Zack Sabre Jr. and Desperado in 9 minutes, 26 seconds. The show got the pin over Kanemaru with the shock arrow. Again, I keep saying it, this is the perfect spot for House of Torture. I think they're great here. They, they've got a very different rain to the chaos rain you know we are not getting 36 minute epic Coracon Hall main events that's not happening but I think this is for the you know the fourth match of a 9-10 match show this is absolutely fine you know nine minutes long this is, this is uh, perfectly adequate for the spot it's been given
0: yeah I mean you got guys that do you really want that epic 30 minute match? Uh I don't think so. Yeah, it's a, it is a perfect spot. And we've said this before. Like them winning the titles was was just perfection because they're they're tied up with these titles and and that's not to say Evil and House of Torture can't be um involved in other programs, but right? Doesn't it feel like it's like that whole situation has cooled da- down tremendously? I think everybody appreciates that. This is a perfect spot and and you don't there's a time and a place for everything in pro wrestling and if it's if it's there on a show pfft, I got no fucking problem with it and I'll go so far as to say you know it, it it's it's a palate cleanser. Yes. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Bit of variety. I like yeah. it. I'm a fan. Yep. yep. Uh, shows he's doing his loaded boot gimmick. Uh, so Errol Hem says, when and how will it be made clear that the House of Torture boys are not actually Bullet Club? And will they pick up some more members this year? Yeah, I think there, there will definitely be a bit of shuffling around. I would not be surprised if there are new members of the House of Torture by the time uh, the year is up. And of course, in the post-match for this, uh, zach Jr. called out Brian Danielson. So as we discussed before, you'd hope that something is announced for door for that. Uh, third match was <laughs> uh, Toriano defeating Dot Gallows in four minutes. <laughs> with the finishing move NU3, it's called. Uh, Elliot says, what was the point of Yano beating Gallows in a four-minute match to set yeah, up some kind of it. program down the road or to make us all contemplate the futility of human existence? I mean, David, my working theory is that it was all to keep Gallows out of the G1, but I think it's four minutes long. We can't really complain about that, although it is a strange match, probably not worthy of being on Dominion. I mean, this is the kind of match you'd expect to see on a Road 2 show rather than the second biggest show of the year. Um, it was the
0: mercifully four minutes, right? I win. I win our bet. I said, we all... you
1: win. Yeah. What we had winning? a bet last week. We were doing the over, under on five minutes. What are you winning? I can't, I don't know what yeah. the stakes were, but I'm pretty sure we made that bet. Oh, really? Okay. What do I owe you? Uh, a strong zero next time we are together in okay. Japan again.
0: Well, listen. I would, I would be very happy to do that. No, I mean, no. If answer, but no bet. Even if there was no bet, I would be happy to do that.
1: All right. And our top two matches were, well, first two matches: Ishimori, Ace Austin, El Fantasmo defeating Hiromu Naito and Bushi. So ELP pin Bushi eight minutes four seconds with the CR two, and then the opening match: Hinari, Francesco Akira, TJP defeating Tenzan Watto, and Toguchi. So Hinari picked up the pin over Tenzan. It was a submission win with. Uh, Ultima yeah. his submission move so I mean I'm just looking at those two matches thinking they, they were signposting Hinare and ELP entering the G1 so that's why they picked up the wins there so uh, that is Dominion what did you think of the show overall
0: I thought it was good I mean uh, I think the main event helped it I think some of the secondary matches were were, were good um, I don't think this is a show of the year contender by any stretch Um m- Again, the, the the undercard was kept short. Some of the matches will will let you you know you'll you'll be scratching your head, but I think the main event is well worth the watch, if just for JY, you know, uh, and and again Okada being great as well. But I think the main event really was a special match, a very special match.
1: All right, let's have... Oh, I've got a question here, actually, from Let's Groove tonight. He says, what do you all make of Meltzer's comment that New Japan's booking is sub-WWE level at the moment? I think it's a little harsh, but it does seem the company Ooh. has lost some of the momentum. It seemed they had gone into Best of Super Juniors due to some questionable booking decisions. I mean,
0: he's saying this now. <laughs> <laughs> Where was he? Where was he two years ago? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, I mean... I I don't I don't think I think it's gotten better, don't you? I mean, what 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 booking wise is terrible right now? Like, tell me what. I mean, there's things that again you're scratching your head. Carl Anderson winning the never. Okay, um, I mean you're not gonna die on that hill, but like what. What? Where's the problem? What? what yeah, what's the problem? I, I think the big
1: picture stuff with the important titles, the booking has been good, and I'm enjoying the product. And look, we we can't sit here and lie to you and say that yeah, New Japan is exactly as healthy as it was at the beginning of 2020. We know that. Well, two things: the pandemic and the existence of AW has fucking torpedoed uh, a lot of the the boom and the buzz and the interests in, in New Japan. We we acknowledge that. We're not going to sit here and lie to you, but. At the same time, I still it, oh, don't press that. <laughs> Sorry, Esther's doing a running now. Uh, at the same time, I, I still think it's a very, very good product and I enjoy watching it. So fuck you. <laughs> oh Jesus, my lord. <laughs> um
0: yeah, look, I agree. Well, I mean, I I would just be repeating the same thing as you, but I'm I'm with you on on that and the fuck you's too. I'm with you. Oh, look at this picture. I got a beautiful picture. A
1: beautiful child right? <laughs> yeah she just you, every t- time we record the podcast there'll be a point sort of as we approach the ends where there's a little knock on the door and her little esther's sleepy fluffy face uh, fluffy head pokes around the corner and she comes and in, gets involved she's playing with the el desperado piggy bank she's enjoying that day ah. that you sent.
0: can i ask a question of, of your parenting at, at, yeah. at this point michelle why does your kid have a christmas yeah. fucking shirt on, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: esther why are you wearing a christmas shirt why you got a Christmas shirt on, kid? She just loves Christmas. What can I say? It is the best Honestly, festival. Esther, do you I love pray. daddy? Esther, say, I love you, daddy. Say, I love you, daddy. There's no selling me.
0: Oh. What a betrayal. Yeah. I guess it's because you made fun of her shirt.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Esther. All <laughs> right. Uh, let's talk about these Coracle and Hall shows that are coming up right. next week. So, Monday, June the 20th, we've got Fujita versus Hanare. We've got... I oh, can't be bothered to read all these <laughs> matches. I'll tell you the important ones. Uh, the fifth match, we've got the AW All-Atlantic Championship qualifier first round, <laughs> Tomaki Honma versus Clark Connors. And then the sixth match, the the other qualifier, Tomahiro Ishii versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Uh, so, the winners will meet the following day. Uh, who have we, Who have you got? Who do you think is winning <laughs> in these brackets? I mean, just the sort of casual disrespect shown to these titles. Honma versus Clark Connors. I mean, Ishii versus Kanemaru, that's fine. But Honma versus Connors is like tremendous stuff. I love that very, very much. I mean, I'm assuming it's Clark Connors against Ishii. I think that could be a fun singles match and Ishii goes on to that. I think it's a four-way for that All-Atlantic Championship. But uh, this this sure is something, isn't it, Damon?
0: It sure is. Just what the world needs is this fucking... Where's Where's Tamatanga to chuck a fucking title in a trash can? We need him right now. <laughs> um, I, And I, I'll i say this. I don't think it's a guarantee Clark Connors wins. You think it's a guarantee? Uh,
1: What, you think Ishii versus Honma is a direction? Yeah. yeah. Fuck it, why not? <laughs> just for the banter. Let's do it. I like <laughs> Honma. I think he's good. You love him.
0: Yeah. You love him. And you think he's uh he's probably running wild. Running wild, all tanned up and ready to go. Kokeshi's for everyone. Um what a what an absolute throwaway <laughs> this this title is. Like like I like seriously, this is this is the scandal of the year. <laughs> this <laughs> this is this is New Japan's scandal of the year. Oh my lord! They might as well just take the belt and shit on it in the middle of the ring. <laughs> this, this lineup, this, this, these qualifying matches. Shut the fuck up! Holy moly! I mean, are you? Give me a scale of one to ten of how interested you are in this
1: nonsense. Uh, I'm quite interested, actually. What? Yeah, I mean, I for it. the New Japan offerings, I just think that the approaching it through the lens of who did New Japan book and how much did they know about it, it just just screams like last minute scrambling. Ah, oh, we've got to fill up this on the roster. Who have we got? Who's not doing anything? All right, Clark Honma, you're in. <laughs> so from that aspect, I think it's quite interesting. I, you know, am I interested in investing in the prestige of this style? Absolutely not. But just looking at it from, uh, examine it from a viewpoint of. The relationship between the two companies and you know, cocaine-fueled booking from one end and uh, the other side of the company being, "Oh fuck, we got to get some guys for a tournament. Who have we got?" I think that's quite funny.
0: Yeah, it it, it kind of is actually. You know, it's just the, the sheer absurdity of it. All right, look, I guess um this title, like, what the fuck. Uh, so Ishii's winning this, right? Yeah. So Ishii's going in and he's going to be the representative in this tournament.
1: How many fucking matches are going to be on this Forbidden Door show? There's going to be like 200 matches. Yeah. I was, honestly, I'm exhausted with the, all the arguing. It was mainly yesterday arguing about the booking of Forbidden Door. Just just wake me up when the card's actually announced. Wake me up when the show's starting. I'll watch it. I'll have a good time. But just the endless debating. Oh, is this guy going to be there? Whose fault is this? Why have they not announced this? However, right, right, right. It's... It's fucking exhausting. And one of the things I was dreading with this partnership between the two companies. But there's been uh, plenty to laugh at along the way, so there's that. Uh, Also, main event of this show, we have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships with Taguchi and Watto defending against Francesco Acura and TJP. Do you think we're in for a title change here?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. I think uh, that would make plenty of sense, wouldn't it? Maybe have a little title defense... uh forbidden door. Add a match. Let's add them all! Um, I don't know if they'll be there or not, but I mean, again,
1: I would think it's a good possibility they would be there if they win the titles, don't you think? Yeah, I just, I don't know if both of them are sticking around in Japan, which uh, they, I don't see why they wouldn't, then, sure, we could do with a bit of freshening up, like their junior tag division, getting some fresh faces in there. Let's put the belts on TJP and Akira and let them hold it until Wrestle Kingdom, and let's get in the in the meantime, we could be thinking about uh, another junior tag team. We need more junior tag teams. Uh, I, I will say this. There's a lot of involvement on these row 2 shows with Hiromu and Bushi tagging together. So maybe they are going to have another crack at the uh, junior tag scene in the future. Um, our main event on the second night, so Tuesday, June 21st, obviously, semi-main event. We're going to get the All-Atlantic Championship qualifier, which... I'm assuming it's going to be Ishii versus Clark Connors. could be Ishii versus Honma. could be Kanemaru versus Honma. It could be Kanemaru versus Clark Connors. This is how tournaments work, Damon. (laughs) But the main Mm -hmm. event is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship with Best of the Super Junior winner Hiromi Takahashi defeating Taiji Ishimori. Still kind of scratching my head about why they chose to put this match on New Japan Road rather than Dominion. I would have preferred to have it at Dominion, but I suppose they're going to get more time and maybe they can sell a few more tickets this way. Do you think the title is going to change hands here? No. (laughs) Is this the spot for Kushida to come back? That's.
0: I think. So. I mean, all right. So let's do this. Let's say the title does change hands, right? If Huromu I because I, I I just think that Kushida and Hiromo is the natural program, right? Wouldn't Wouldn't that be a nice little Forbidden Door thing? Well, mm-hmm. you said
1: that you thought Kushida and Ishimori had unfinished business mm-hmm. from their Wrestle Kingdom Thirteen match, where yes. Ishimori just yes. basically blew him out. It was a very dominant win,
0: right? But Ishimori's not scheduled to be on Forbidden Door, so that doesn't fit into my narrative, Joel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Uh I mean I, I he's looking. they have him in their back pocket you know he's uh, and this would be the
1: time these are the two guys is that a joke about him being small damon <laughs> it is it is sorry uh, is adam cole in that back pocket as well uh <laughs> uh yeah i
0: was going to say something about looking at hands and shit um they have it right so you would think it would be Relatively soon, one of those two guys. So, uh, But um, do I think there's going to be a title change? I said no. Uh, probably a 50-50. Sh- I, yeah, let's let's say yes. Do you think yes? I'm saying yes. I'm going to go with the
1: upset. I think Ishimori retains. And I think Hiromu, oh. Hiromu and Bushi are going to go and do some tag stuff. There you go. What do you oh. think of that? Shit. I'll take that. Um, all right, let's move on to New Japan Strongman. So this was a collision. I, I, I believe you were there for these matches. Killer Cross versus U is that a match you saw? Yeah yes. Right. So you've seen this. So great. We can have a discussion here. So, uh, yeah. So uh... I a mean, sleep. But... <laughs> all right. Well, let, I'll just run through the whole strong show and you can get thoughts. Uh, so you, it's uh, so a killer cross defeat you at we at seven minutes, 48 seconds by referee stoppage from 12 to six elbows. Um, I mean, Um What is the ceiling for killer cross? I think he's a guy you could build him up, give him more wins like this and then feed him to the strong champion. Like, I think we could have some fun matches just hypothetically killer cross versus Fred Rosser. For if, if Fred Russell wins that strong openweight uh, title, that could be a, a fun match. So I would say that is the ceiling for Killer Cross. I don't think he's a guy that New Japan are going to be looking to fly over to Japan for tournaments anytime soon, because uh, I don't think he's a very good wrestler. Uh, second match was Carl Fredericks defeating QT Marshall in 10 minutes, 20 sec- 21 seconds via. MD, surprisingly good match. Uh, and that's not me saying that doubting Carl Fredericks. I just, I not really watched QT Marshall. I don't know what he's capable of, but this was really fun. It was a, an appropriate payoff to what I think was a solid, well-built undercard feud. And in a part of the AW partnership, whilst we, we poke fun at it, I think this is part that people won't talk about, uh, but if we can have more feuds like this, you know, these undercard feuds that we can see on Strong and, and Dark or whatever those shows are on AW with the lower level AW talent who are not doing anything, giving some fun stuff with the strong young lines and, and the lower level car people like that, then I think it's a, a mutually beneficial thing. I think this is what an excursion should entail. Uh, now, let's be clear. I think Carl Fredericks ought to be above this. Uh, This is the sort of stuff I want to see guys like you, uh, Uemura doing, but it's a solid blueprint at least. So that brings us on to a discussion about Carl Fredericks because he was very, very upset about not being in in the G1. Uh, I can see where he's coming from because he's a guy who promises were made. He thought in 2020 he was flying over. He was going to be in New Japan Cup. Uh, From what we understand, he was due to beat Kenta in that opening match and have a little run in the tournament. Rockets trapped to him. He was going to be the next guy. So he's very, very upset, very disappointed, which I can understand. And I would definitely take Carl Fredericks above, uh, uh, you know, at least five or six of the names that were announced for the G1. So I would have had him in personally. Uh, but should he be tweeting about it? Should he be firing off all this stuff? Is that going to do more harm than goods? I don't know. I mean, other people have waited a long time for their chance. I mean, what if Finley say he's been waiting seven years? henari has been Hinari. waiting ages. They have bitten their tongue. They haven't gone complaining about it. So... This is, you know, this is the company they work for. This is New Japan. And for the most part, it's going to be tenure over talent. The pandemic really fucked Carl and the injury as well. That did him no favours. So I do understand his frustration. And it is to some extent exposing flaws in the dojo system where, you know, guys have got to go through this excursion process come hell or high water and it's very very rarely that they deviate from that and often you know it feels like you're wasting years of careers of guys who are ready to go now i mean you look at yota suji you at Ren, Ren Narita; these guys are ready for the new japan main roster so why they're fucking about in their black trunks just because that's the way we've always done it some people would say that's a waste of time uh how are you feeling about carl fredericks
0: i think they're wasting an opportunity with them i really do like like he's one of those guys we talked about jay white and being young and being just so talented and i'm not saying carl fredericks is jay white but you you would have thought that by now there would have been something done with him and how many times have we talked about strong and how many times have we talked to i mean he's not even a top guy on strong (laughs) is he you know what i mean like something's not right there and and I get his frustrations. Um, in the same breath, Joel, you are right. Um, now there could be other circumstances that are that are, that would make him fire off angry tweets. But you and it, the 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 long and the short of it is, they're fucking up. You got a talented guy. I don't I don't understand what 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 possibly could we be waiting for. With Carl Fredericks, you know what I mean? Like, what are, what are they waiting for? Like, what's like? Just give them a meaningful program. Give them a meaningful program. Give them a meaningful program. I don't. I don't know what they're waiting for.
1: Agreed. Um, and the main event on this show was. Club team Jay White, Juice Robinson, Hicolo, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson defeating Mascara Dorada, Renarita, Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, Tomohiro, Ishii. So Hiculeo pins Rocky 12 minutes 43 seconds following the choke slam. Uh, my only note here is Chuck Taylor has really let himself go. He, he is not in good shape and he's covering it up no. for the rest. Uh, I mean, good for him. I hope he's enjoying himself and living his best life, but uh, yeah, this is uh, a, a guy who, yeah. Just, I'm, he likes I'm not his Philadelphia
0: bars. <laughs> yeah. He likes his Philadelphia nightlife. I've, I've, I've had many, a few texts from people saying, ah, oh, he's, uh, he's out and about on the town out there in uh, Fishtown area. <laughs> so good for him. Listen, I've let myself go too. what do you think of that? I, mean, I know it's, that's shocking to you, Joe, but I, I put on a few pounds as well. So, um, I mean, wasn't he hurt, though, too? But didn't he get... No, I'm thinking of trying.
1: Maybe I'm thinking of him. Ah, uh, who
0: knows? Who cares? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just getting flashbacks to when he was in New Japan doing that angle where he would get angry and cost the uh, best friends the matches, which went absolutely nowhere. Good Lord. Um, all right, got a question. I'm going to read Antonio's question this week. Uh, he all says, right. thoughts on Santa Claus giving you guys the Christmas presents in the summer, a.k.a. New Japan Strong Tag Team Championships. Ooh. I'm excited. we get some good stuff in there. West Coast Wrecking Crew... Um the TMDK we can get Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste can be in there. Uh we've got, you know, Team Filthy we can have. We can have uh Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows. I think there's a lot of fun stuff we could be doing in this tournament. Carl Fredericks and um what's his name? Christopher Daniels are teaming up. They could be in this tournament mm-hmm. as well. So I'm looking forward to this one.
0: Okay. Let's do this. Let's put the let's put the straps on those two guys. That'd be fun. I would dig that. Um yeah, it's a long time coming. It's, it's, it's well needed. Like I, I complained about titles, and we're just making up fucking titles, and the world does not need enough. Strong needs tag titles. I, I think it's, I think it's an a, an important title to have. So, well done, New Japan. About fucking time.
1: Um, Louis says, "How about Kojima winning the GHC Heavyweight Title at CyberFight Festival? Do you think we'll see Kojima show up at New Japan at any point of his championship reign with the titles?" Um, I can't never say never. I mean, it's
0: not like. Uh, I mean, I remember when Yuji uh, Nagato won the what all Japan tag team titles, or and he was showing up on shows with that. So I, I can't say that won't happen. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm I am a little distracted because Joel sent me a text, and uh, Lordy Lou,
1: <laughs> just. Oh God! Again, get on that uh, VOW Patreon. If yes. you were someone who was thinking Jake Lee and T Hawk were going to be in the G One, you read this report. <laughs> I just burst yes, out laughing when I read this paragraph. I know it's
0: unbelievable. Uh, okay, I mean, you know, Whew. wow. Yeah, get on. Get honestly, that that's that that's a good investment. Like if you're looking for a little pro wrestling investment, that that's a good. That's a if there's if you're going to join a Patreon, eh, it might be a good one to join. Um. Anywho, uh, yeah, Kojima. Do you find it amazing? And I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. And I and I did see online. Noah fans, long time Noah fans, just shaking their heads like, "What the fuck is this promotion doing? Like, what are they doing?" Um. Remember Are, when
1: we were praising them and saying how yeah. hot their product felt after Wrestle Kingdom yeah. Night Three?
0: Yeah, we're we're the kiss of death. <laughs> if we're talking about it, if we're if we're, if we're fawning over it, fawning over it, you know it's going to stink in about two months. That's that's that, we're the kiss of death. We're the plague. Ugh.
1: All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Redcircle.com right. forward slash shows forward slash super-j-cast. If you want to throw some bucks our way, uh, the money bucks, not the young bucks. <laughs> ah. Discord link, you can DM me on Twitter and I will send you a code. Uh, at Cobra Kawaii and Pro forward slash Super J Cast for our wonderful t shirts. Big thank you to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at Lousy 219. And there's going to be some more great tunes coming up soon from Escape the Box. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other good shows. Give us a Five Snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at The Super J Cast. Thank you, everybody, for listening and goodbye.